Was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome, Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And on this episode, the GOAT is back, but very uncut. We talk about the recent interview with Tom Brady, AI smart glasses. For one, am I going to get it? Two, what is Meta going to be doing in the AI space? How to build a fan base. I mean, a fan base of like thousands and millions. How do you do that? We get the advice from the top creators. And a new question of the week. Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Hey, if it's going to be an enjoyable journey of you building your brand and business, you've got to have an engaged audience. This is what this one's about, y'all. Tap in. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And of course, this episode is powered by Ecamm Live, the number one all-in-one streaming platform that not only allows you to stream on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, whatever you want to do, any social media platform. It's amazing also for pre-recorded videos, for courses. It's great for podcasts. If you have meetings, you're going to look amazing on Zoom and Google Meets. It does all these great things. Uh, video isolation, audio isolation, and more. And we're giving 14-day trial on us. If you go to www.nickyandmoose.com slash ecam, that's E-C-A-M-M, for the, let's see, I was doing so good. 14-day trial. Doing so good. I promise oh. you I was. I was. Moose, how we he feeling? Was he was flowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, things are good, man. Things are good. Just, uh. Pretty pretty productive week. Actually, no, I'm lying. It wasn't a productive week because I was sick a couple of days. Yeah, that's a lie. It was great. I, no, I'm lying, people. I've just lied complete, straight to you. Yeah, that's a complete lie. That was like a programmed answer. Uh, no, nah, and now that I think about it, I was no, nah, I was sick a couple of days, but uh, luckily, man, it almost like made its round at our house. Right, it's like it caught me, then it got the little one, then it's my wife, and I'm like. <laughs> Terrible, man. It reminds me of these seasonal flus or whatever it is. You got to take care of yourself. So was so, it a flu? Which is cr- like fever, shivers, I couldn't, all that? No, no, I couldn't. I really couldn't confirm what it was because, you know, they, they label everything under COVID now. So it, same symptoms as always. But, you know, and I'm, a, I'm actually a little bit more upset at getting sick this time than any of the others because I've actually been taking really good care of myself. Really, I'm on top of it. Like, you know, it reminds me of when you got sick last. I'm like, I'm through with this health journey. No more healthy stuff. You. I'm going back. Telling that you. was that was yeah. Trash. That was, that felt like a little bit of a waste. Yeah, yeah. But no, man. The 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 one definitely thing that I really enjoyed this week was I was watching an interview that Tom Brady did with Patrick Bet David at their annual conference. Mm-hmm. I think it's called the Vault or something like that. Yeah. But fire interview, right? It, it, to me, it was the first interview that I saw of Tom Brady after his football career where he was not saying all of the politically correct answers. There are some incredible 
documentaries also that he's been a part of, but this particular interview, you could just sense the fireness in him. And so one of the main things that really stood out to me was getting back to competition, you know, especially for me as a former athlete. And, and I've, this idea has been on my mind for a couple of months now, because it's one of the reasons why I was exploring with getting back on the baseball field somehow as part of some form of physical activity, because I knew once I was out there, I started to have that drive and, and it's different than what you experience in the business world, right? Because it doesn't really transfer. In the business world, you're taught collaboration and networking and building relationships. But there was one part in the interview where he was saying, I'm not friends with my competitors. Why would I be friends with them? They're great people. I love them. You know, so some of the people even who play in the same position as him as a quarterback, he said, I love them, but why would I be friends with them? I'm trying to compete with them. And when I become your friend, I'm going to take it a little easier on you when we're competing against each other. Hmm. So again, it, it doesn't necessarily transfer completely into business because again, the, the idea of collaboration and all that, but it was just a refreshing spin to you know, get back into that competition mode from time to time and, and go at it in your field. You mm -hmm. know, a healthy competition, nothing's wrong with that. So that was something that really stood out to me next. I said, man, you know what? It, I'm sure it's relevant a little bit more right now because like I said, the whole baseball thing, but I definitely uh, enjoyed how he spoke about that. And then of course, the, the other topics are really no surprise, but just how dedicated he was to the fundamentals. You know, mm -hmm. again, we always listen and, and Patrick McDavid was pushing him like, hey, was it other people's opinion? Did you care to convince or did you care to have more rings than Jordan or your coach, Belichick? And he was like, honestly, neither. I said I was going to play for 10 more years at 35 and my last season was when I was 45. So it was really more of a personal thing for him than anything else. So it was just, again, confirmation on that lens that a lot of times we look at the greats and we think that they're an exception to the rule because they're so good. But the reality is they're not an exception. They just really take what is recommended and they take it wholeheartedly. So the consistency, those basic things that sometimes you hear and you're like, ah, whatever, I heard that before. They take those things more serious than the average person would. And I think that's why, you know, they end up being in positions that they're in. Nice. I got to check that out now. Yeah. Oh, yeah good stuff. Good. Even though I don't want to really watch too, too much of anything competitive because I'm in my collaborative mode. I like collaborating. I don't want to, I don't want to compete too much. That's wanna... fair. Hey, different seasons for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, what am I competing with other creators? No. Mm -mm, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. But um, for me, uh, I geeked out this. It was a lot this week. A lot. One, mm. uh, I geeked out about the uh, every, every, I'm about to say every year we covered this, but really it was just one year that we covered it. But uh, the Forbes finally came out with their uh, top creators list, which we're going to go over later. Uh, so I was geeking out and finally uh, seeing diversity. Hello. Thank you, Forbes, for listening, because you probably got a lot of crap last year. You probably <laughs> did, uh, because my post talking about you got a lot of crap. So that was that was one thing. And then Meta, no surprise, uh, had their 
MetaConnect and they, instead of going super metaverse, like I think they did last time, they went yep. super AI. I mean, super AI this time. This is all they talked about, right? Of course, they, they talked about like their MetaQuest 3, their new uh, headset and made it mix reality. I necessarily didn't care about that one. I don't know. I'm, I'm Because I guess I'm so Vision Pro, Apple Pro vibes, but yeah. it, it, does, it does look really dope. What I'm excited about is several things. One, they're coming out with their own chat bot, which is Meta AI. And actually, if you are trying to create a DM in Instagram, it actually gives you like a sneak peek of like getting early access to Meta AI. And it shows you all the different AIs it's going to have. You have to request it. So check that out. See if you have that. But of course... You know, everybody's going to say it's, going, it's their version of ChatGPT. What I like about that is that there is a plus of being first. Maybe not the best, but there's always a plus of being first because everybody who comes out with a chatbot is like, oh, this is their version of ChatGPT. This is their version of ChatGPT. So instead of just staying in that lane of being, you know, the, the their version of ChatGPT, they also did something different where they got a whole bunch of influencers and celebrities and used their likeness and created different chat bots for them. So they have mm -hmm. T-Pain, they have Tom Brady, they have Snoop Dogg and so many more. And you could pretty much talk to them. They have Mr. Beast. Talk to them about their particular topic, right? Uh, so like, of course, Tom Brady's talking about sports. So you could talk to him everything about sports and he's chopping it up with you in there they they don't call them by their names they gave them a new name but it that's the fun side of it right um of course they came out also with their own ai art generator called emu so that's going to be something that's going to be part of their chat bots as well that's not going to be like a separate uh like a separate app or anything like that and then uh they're going to have cool AI editing tools. Right now, you may have access to AI stickers, which is going to be like across all Instagram, Facebook, WhatsApp, and where you press it and you literally type what you want. And then it comes up as a sticker that you could put on your stories, you put on your reels. That's pretty cool. You could change images later down the road. They were showing that in MetaConnect. But the big thing that I'm super excited about that I just spoke about in one yep. of the podcasts, right? And Isaiah on the video experience will probably stop this and play it, right? Where uh, they're coming out with an updated version of their Ray-Bans. So they already had came out with uh, Ray-Bans that can record on their camera, right? Like they, they have a camera inside of it. They already had that version. It didn't get so much, I guess, love, right? This one is getting a lot of love, not only because they improved the cameras, like 12 megapixels, but you can also live stream. So I could start on my phone, on Instagram, and then switch to my glasses, and it gives a nice little POV version. But then the big thing that is what made me get it 
is that it's going to have meta AI in it. So if I'm cooking and I want to make sure what the temperature should be, how long I should be cooking it, the glasses could tell me, right? It's, it's saying if I'm doing a debate with Moose, right, which this may cheat when I get it and put it on mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it'll be fun, right? If, uh, if I'm doing a debate with Moose and I got to do some fact check, I could do that right on the thing and I'd be like, see, boom, I was right. Or see, Moose, that was wrong. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I could be the only one that hears it. So I don't really have to prove that I'm wrong. But anyways, so I it's the very first glasses that uh, AI is is in, which is really, really dope. And I think they start at two ninety nine pre-orders. It supposedly is going to be delivered uh, October 17th, supposedly. So I ordered mines. I ordered the blue ones. Uh, it's supposed to be from like clear to blue. I'm cool with that. I'm excited about that. And uh, Meta is Meta's different. Meta is different. But one of the things that is funny is that I still don't think uh, Meta is going to let go of the Metaverse. So no. I send this to, to Moose. So uh, he did a podcast. Zuckerberg did a a podcast with Lex and it was all done in the metaverse. He used his like advanced MetaQuest headset. It was the black one. It wasn't like the ones that he was selling and it looked super photorealistic. It was in a black background and they did a whole podcast in the metaverse. Once again, Isaiah, if you could find the podcast where I said, there's going to be podcasts that is going to be done in the metaverse. And he literally just showed that. So I think he's not letting it go. It's really dope to see content being produced with that, with those devices. Um, I still think it's until he makes that easier to wear, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard to, um, it's going to be hard to bring into like the real world. I have, I still have the quest too. I, I still use it on a regular, like several times a week, but even myself is like, I like to meditate in there. Mm-hmm. I think it's heavy. It is. It is. <laughs> I think, that thing's yeah. heavy. Like if I'm, if I'm working out, cool. But if I'm just straight meditating, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm heavy. So but it was really cool to see all what what uh, Mark is doing because he is literally saying, yo, Apple, check. I got you. I saw what you did. I'm going to come out with glasses. I'm going to take advantage mm-hmm. of, because you didn't really talk about AI. I'm going to talk about AI. I'm going to make it easy for the eyewear. I'm going to make it cheaper. And something that they can use right now until the Vision Pro. So thank you for getting people looking forward to the uh, an I version of things because I'm going to take advantage right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's moving very strategically right now and, and he's done that several times mm-hmm. in the whole battle and back and forth with Elon and now 
here. I think he's only getting better as a CEO, which is, which is actually pretty cool. You know, the other thing I was going to add to the concept of making, just having the headset more realistic, I think as spatial video enters the scene and we can play back what it feels like for those who are recording in the metaverse, that's going to be really unique because even as I was watching it, I hear Lex and him talking about how cool this feels and say, like, oh, you, I, you were too close to me and I pushed you back. They have that dialogue at one point. Mm -hmm. But for me as a viewer, I feel completely removed from the dialogue. I'm, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Because I'm watching it on just a flat you know, surface. So my thought is definitely as that spatial video enters for consumers and then we can watch or review feeling what they felt at the time it was being produced, I think that's going to really take it up a notch too. I think it does have spatial audio though. Now, I'm not sure if podcast, like if you heard the audio version and you had your uh, AirPods or AirPods Max um, and you could hear that spatial audio through podcasts, I'm not real sure. Um, I have to try yeah, yeah I, I had I had it playing in a car. I didn't try them in my headphones. So yeah. I wonder if it would transfer. I will. Yeah, because I do know he that was one of the features they said where it was spatial audio. So some 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 try if it if it does, that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Be like, okay, you're too, too close to my faint. ear. Yeah, more faint in one side. Yeah, that's cool. I'm just saying, but like I said, it was a lot. It was a lot of stuff. Um, but let's get to the creator of the week and, uh, in, how do I want to put this? I don't want, there, there was a lot, a lot of creators that was on that Forbes creators list, right? But one that I personally met at social media marketing world was Drea Knows Best, right? Drea Knows Best, who is an amazing creator who represents uh, black creators, Nigerian creators to be exact. And she does some of the funniest skits, gets people to try to speak Nigerian slang. She has a whole character as a, a Nigerian mom and she's just having fun being her true authentic self and clearly gets paid for it. Hello. But, uh, Let's hear or listen to uh, one one of her uh, pieces of content that gets people to speak Nigerian slang. Hollywood, can you pronounce these Nigerian names? Oh yeah, let's go. Aluwato Belobla. Aluwato. Okay, okay. Aluwato Liba. Aluwato Biloba. I'm going home. Chuck Cooker. Okay. Equian. Adekule. Adekule. Chagwaka, Equiani. Chawaka, for sure. Chukuka. Equani. Mm. The debut must be solid. Chukwuka, Equiani. Everywhere. Oluwatu Biloba. And she's such a great spirit. Extremely tall, but I'm extremely short, so that doesn't help. It doesn't help. Everybody's taller than me. But really dope to see her 
to be on the Forbes list, to see just great creators doing amazing things. So shout out to Drea. Uh, you are Nikki and Moose's creator of the week. Now, let me not make the same mistake that I made last week. <laughs> Moose, do yeah, you know yeah, Drea? Yeah. I have seen her content. I do, okay. I do, I do. It's two in a row. Come two on. in a row. Let's go. Come okay. on, man. Look at me out here in these creator streets knowing people and this, stuff. It's crazy. This is amazing. I, yeah, I like that for two you. Two in a row. I like that yeah, for this you. Is, it's good. It's good. I've been, I, I, I've been spending a little bit more time on social. You know, I'm trying to do more of the social. That's a good thing for you. That's a good thing. Like socializing on social. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, don't, I gotta check and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You want to talk no, about keep, it? keeping it healthy. Keeping it healthy. Yeah, yeah. Do you have a? Um, do you have like a balance? Like, what's what's your what's your screen time looking like? Uh, so I have a, a timer set on Instagram daily for, uh, believe it. Or not, do you have a timer set? Absolutely on, not. For you. Absolutely no, not. no timer. No. On Instagram. I don't like um, limitations. So my, <laughs> like <the thing. laughs> um, yeah, that's funny. I I am at an hour and ten minutes a day. That's like my Instagram. On Instagram? Yeah, yeah. I get I get a notification to get off the app if I surpass that time daily, right? So that's that's one. Um, but my my overall average screen time is five hours and fifty four minutes, just on my phone in general. Five fifty four. Oh, that's daily. Daily, yep. Daily oh, screen time with all right. apps. Let me just see. go to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> really? Is it that? Um, how much that did you difference? say? Um, five hours, 54 minutes on Instagram. So like, for example, today, Saturday, I was on Instagram for 54 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's now 9, 9.16 at the time that we're recording this. PM, by the way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think I do a good job, honestly. I, I, You're great. I You're really good. Yeah, yeah. I have I've done a good job of that because I, I'm just still I'm still, you know, pushing myself to create more. And so now I said, if I'm on the app, I'm gonna socialize. I'm gonna do the social part of social media. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna socialize. I'm gonna I'm actually pushing myself to comment. I really I like rarely ever comment. So I, I gotta start commenting more. That's my next thing. And then the other thing I do is now I spend more time. I used to spend a lot of time on the Explore page. Nothing good for me happened on the Explore page, but I do like the Reels tab. So now I spend mm -hmm. a lot more time on the Reels tab. Uh, yeah, let me okay. get some, you know, uh, not, not so much inspiration, but just stay on top of what kind of, what's the trend, what's the look and feel of how things are, are going. I'm learning, man. You know, it's, it's, it's been a minute, but I, I'm, I'm definitely starting to pick up a little bit on, on just how to navigate. So it's, it's been good. I like that for you. I, I do. Yeah. I like that for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah, that. Thank you. I like you. that for you. Yeah, Thanks. we're going to the next. So, topic. what's your screen time? Tell us. It's <laughs> <laughs> real quick, you know. Just, just drop the number on us real quick. Um, today. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, I'm, I'm, you know, like. Oh, well, hold on. Granted, and I'll do this for you on your behalf. Today's a research day, so it's a podcast day. It I is. Know all, all the use time Praise is inflated. God. Yes. You yes. Know, so, so just, just so for the listeners, they got to know. It's a little inflated today. Yes. So 12 hours, seven minutes. You're lying. No, I don't believe you at all. Okay. <laughs> that, that means from the minute you woke up, like you have been 
That's wild. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. Sheesh. So. Sheesh. So, yeah. Uh, if I put the weekly view, the daily average uh, is 15 hours and 16 minutes. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You don't want to know. Uh how many hours this week I've used Instagram. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. No, but, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see why though. I mean, I see all the signs tell me why. So I'm, I'm not surprised. It's high, but I'm not surprised. It makes sense. <laughs> it's high. I mean, okay, what's your, what's, what's the weekly joint of Instagram? Oh, let me see. All right, let me see joint. this real quick. Let's see. As as we wait, um, yeah. Wait, how'd you get the weekly number? So, oh, 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 okay. See I see, I see. Yeah, just switch to the tab. Okay, for the week, nine hours and forty nine minutes. That's a lot. That's, that's actually so bad. Little. Now that I that's so now that I little. think about, it, I'm like, dang, nine hours and forty nine minutes. Ooh. That's a lot. That's almost that's almost a full work day. I I gotta be doing better with my time. <laughs> and I only posted one piece of content. That's terrible. Like that ratio of one. That's going to be my new goal. Hours I spend nine hours posted. on YouTube. Wow. No, I'm a big YouTube guy too, though. Because like all of my education, probably 90% of my education is on YouTube. Yeah, I spend on so like, nine hours on YouTube this week. But Surprisingly. Oh, you see, like my YouTube time is 13 hours this week. That's still nowhere near my Instagram. So what's, what's your Instagram sign? Because you haven't told us. What is it? What's, 31 what's hours. What's the daily? Whoa. A whole day and a half. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. That's wild. Yeah. 31. Uh, Messenger is 15 hours. Okay. Messenger is, I'm, I'm highly in the text. Like text? Yeah. Okay. Clock yeah. says nine hours, though. You know what? Because the new standby, maybe it takes that uh, now. Shout sense. out to to the new iOS 17 that when you charge your phone and put it to the side, it actually yeah. acts as a a clock. Because I was like, there's no way I'm on the clock joint for nine hours. Tuh. But, all right, people. Don't judge hmm. me. <laughs> Let's get into the... Uh, the how-to section of Nikki and Moose. And today we are talking about the secrets of growing a fan base based off the creators who made the Forbes list. Okay, we have 50 brand new, well, not brand new, 50 creators that made the Forbes creators list. And this year has been definitely diverse, okay? We have people from Kabi to Drewski. Drea is on it. Um, of course, Mr. Beast reigns in as number one. How much did he make this year? So It was almost a billy. I will say that. It was almost a billy. It is, I'll tell you right now, 82, no, not almost a billy. I lied. 82 million. 82 million. Crazy. Uh, 312 million followers. But with all this, 
I, I got to look at how, what are some advice that they have to growing a following, to growing a fan base? First one that we have is, of course, Kabi. Now, with this one, which if you saw his Forbes interview, I didn't know he spoke anything, really. The last time we covered Kabi, he said like four words, uh, and it was in English, but he's Italian. And so in this in this audio that you're about to hear, you're going to hear his real voice. And then we translated it to English through AI. So this was his, his advice of growing a fan base. For me, my secret uh, is uh, don't care uh, about the follower. This is the secret. The crucial aspect that should be emphasized is to consistently and wholeheartedly give love, passion and dedication to what you do, to your work ensuring that every task is approached with enthusiasm and a genuine desire for excellence. I do it just to make people laugh because that's what I've been doing since I was a child. It's incredible, man. I, every time I see this guy's work, I'm always fascinated by how much growth he's had doing the most simplest expression in simply showing people a different way of doing things, right? So I love that. Man, Kabi, shout out to you for making sure your social media watch time was actually productive, right? Like you watched the content and he did something, uh, repurposed it for better use. But um, no, I, I love it. I mean, I, I think he's a, he's someone on here with the second most number of followers, 232 million. Uh, from from what I see on here, I love that they put this average engagement score. This this yeah. th That number is like, Really, really, really jumping out to me because I can see how they're integrating the whole business aspect into the creator economy. And I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. But just in line with, with what he's speaking about, it, social. I, I think the beautiful thing about social media is that it gives every single person a chance to do what they love. Yeah. That phrase used to be something that was so maybe nonchalant or thrown around for people as a hope to one day be able to do that. But now, regardless of what you do for a living in a corporate setting or a quote unquote nine to five, you can still find and utilize your social media or your life on social media to do the thing that you love to do. And so clearly he's doing something that he's passionate about and he's still infusing those basic fundamental mindsets that I talk about into the work and you can see how it's captivating and resonating with people, you know, across the world. I mean, again, 232 million people globally is is huge. So, yeah, shout out to Kabi for that. And and the the amount of money. No, we're not talking about the the money part, but he gets paid 750k to just post a product mm. on social media. That's huge. That's, that's crazy. But that goes big. Based off also, you, know, you have 244 million followers. So yes, mm -hmm. please tell us how. Please. So uh shout out to Kabi. He's number eleven on the on the list. Uh let's 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 jump all the way up to number four on the list, which is Rhett and Link, who are two friends since they've since like grade school, which is mm -hmm. crazy. It's known for their comedy, and they have what 51 million followers and made three, $35 million this year, which is amazing. So let's see what they say about how, uh, any advice as far as growing a fan base. Really do think it's listening to them. 
and understanding what benefit they're receiving. And I think there's a balance between the listening to the audience and the innovating and doing the thing that you want to do as an original creator, mm -hmm. right? So you have to do something that is true to your vision and make the kind of content that you wish somebody else would have made. So I, I love this because I think that's kind of where I'm at with things where I've done a lot of kind of the things that I want to do and the kind of the style that I want, but I'm really in a season uh, of just truly listening to the audience. Like, what do you need? What do you want? Where should we go? What should we create? I recently just did a live uh, in the community, shout out to Deeper Than the than the brand of literally like rebuilding the whole thing. Okay, like what stages should we do? I got the foundation, I got the ideation, the creation, like, you know, what should we call this? Yo, you should do it this way. You should do it that way. Yo, we should do this. And I'm basing a lot of what the community is, what the content's going to be about based off what the audience needs. Now that doesn't mean I'm only here, like, you could say one thing and I'm creating it the next day and my whole flow is just based off the audience. I still have a healthy balance of my creative ways and innovating in certain ways. But then I'm also understanding that I got to serve the people. Like, I'm creating for them. And mixing my style of creativity based off what they need. So it's cool to hear that the balance of innovation and what your audience and listening to what your audience needs is, is super important. But don't lean too much to one or the other. Because if you do too much of what you want to do, you're going to disconnect with the audience. Right? And that's where... Low engagement happens, low following count happens. But if you go too much of what the audience wants, then you are going to feel drained. Then you're going to feel like you don't really have an identity because you're just going based off the feedback of what people say. And if they don't like it, then you feel like you don't feel significant enough to continue sometimes. So that's what I'll say about that. Now... Let's go to uh, number 20, which is Drewski, uh, 10 million made, uh, 12 million followers. I mean, CEO of Kuda Records has done partnerships with Nike, AT&T, Google. You know what I mean, he just got off tour and made like $2 million. Some crazy. So his lives, if we've covered it on, on the podcast, goes crazy. Uh, it's like a fun ghetto American idol, pretty much. But uh, <laughs> it really is. But uh, let's see for it. what he's <laughs> <just> saying. Let's <laughs> see what he has to say about uh, how to build a fan base. Consistency. Even when you don't see it going your way, continue to keep going. And it doesn't matter what's going on. Don't look up your name and figure out what people are saying about you. Don't look at all that stuff. Uh, 
And even if you do, just keep going. It don't matter. Nothing can stop you, you know what I'm saying? I think a lot of people ask that question, like, like how, how I gotta find a way to do this, that? And it's just consistency. Even after you fail, just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everyone is listening to that. Like, yo, I've, I've heard that before. Like, over I, and over again. Yeah, there's, there's the same thing. And I, I'm getting to a point where I'm like maybe swiping away when I hear someone even talking about it. But I think the, the thing to add to this and really what I'm, sh I'm sure he may be even talking to to some extent as well is really playing the long-term game with this and not the short-term game. Because like, I just even think about the, the phrase, get rich quick. It's like, get rich slow. Like, like literally think about it that way, right? Like almost flip, flip, it, in, flip it in a complete, the complete opposite and think about, all right, am I not being consistent because I'm disappointed at when things are supposed to happen by or things not happening for me by a certain time? Or is the consistency due to a different reason? So I think if people were to play the long game and extend their timelines a little bit, and I know it's, it's difficult to say or even listen to something like that because over the last three years, you've seen growth happen so quickly for a lot of people. Everyone is a millionaire now and everyone has six figures and everyone's this and everyone's that. But if you were to just let go a lot of those examples and just run your own race, it, it becomes easier to do the thing of being consistent, right? Like I, I have this saying where I say, everyone wants to be consistent, but no one wants to do the same thing every day. So I, no, no, mm. I don't feel like doing that. I'm bored of that. So, you, know, you can't be consistent if you're not trying to do the same thing every day. Guess what? It's boring. It gets dreadful at times. It does. It's not okay. every single day is exciting, you know? But when you talk about how consistency... Right, right, right. But I'm saying if, when you talk about how consistency helps you to build an audience, yeah. people get accustomed to seeing you or they begin to rely on you for the gift or thing that you bring to the table. And they actually, you almost become a part of their day. Mm -hmm. So th that's, that's a critical component of, well, how do I help to build an engaged audience? Be there for them regularly. If you make that promise, if you want them to give you that like, that share, that comment, and you want that response from them regularly, then be there for them at the frequency that you say. And I love how we have really defined consistency on the podcast and, you know, within the community because consistency doesn't have to mean every day there's a frequency that you subscribe to and just be committed to that. Consistency can be once a week. Mm -hmm. There's our, our podcast. We're consistent on this podcast for three years, but that doesn't mean we do episodes every single day. Mm -mm. We do an episode once a week. That's our frequency of consistency. And so, I think when you tie those pieces together, you'll start to see that for one, you as a person, as a creator, are being more consistent in doing the thing that is going to help engage the audience or help you to grow an engaged audience. And for anybody who's sick of hearing consistency, and I get it, but are you really consistent? That's another conversation and another time. But let's go to, uh, last but not least, the creator of the week herself, number 49, Drea Knows Best. 
1 million made this year, made the Forbes list, 7 million followers. And I ain't going to lie. I think she has some of the best advice when it comes to this topic. So let's, let's hear what Jerry says. Instead of building a mass audience, I think everyone should focus on building a strong community, right? Um, because I feel like you can have, I have what, over six, six million followers. You can have millions of followers. And if you don't build a community, if you don't relate with them, if you don't engage with them, if you don't know what their pains are, if you don't know what their problems are, if you don't know, if you don't feed, pour into that community, then they're not going to pour back into you. You're going to post and you're only going to get 500 likes on your post. And it's like, whoa, you have 500 likes? We have a million followers? What's going on? Versus if you focus on building a strong community, even if you only have 10,000 followers and you're engaging constantly with those 10,000 followers, when you launch a product out of that 10,000, 9,000 is going to buy. Listen, this... This advice is is a must. Um, for a brand, I think community is the heart of a brand. I'm big on that. If we are just posting just for the likes, we're posting for no reason, right? If we're just posting for the sales, that could end at any moment. But the heart of your brand and the reason for the longevity of your brand is going to be the community, it's going to be the people. And if you want the, like how you heard with Rhett and, and Link, if you listen to your audience and you actually talk to your audience and create a safe space for them, they're going to make sure that they are your marketing team without paying, there are going to be loyal customers that continue to come. So that's reoccurring revenue, right? And they're going to be the reasons why brands want to work with you because they need to be in front of your audience. And so community building is huge, whether it is an email address, whether it's text marketing, whether it is uh, apps like Mighty Networks, Circle, Discord, even if you want to do your own Facebook group, however you want to go about Patreon, all these different ways to create a different community, please do. We can shout to the world, but I'm just going to hope that one of these episodes gets you as far as uh, building a community. So shout out to Drea, shout out to all the, the creators, the 50 creators that made it to the creator's uh, list on Forbes. It's very inspiring to see. It's amazing to see diversity. And you know what? Hopefully, maybe one day we can make it. Hey. I'm just saying. Just, just Why saying. Not? Just saying. Why not? Did you see? Yeah. What I will say is, did you see? I, I'm, I meant to ask you this. The entrepreneurial score. Yes. Did you pay attention to that? I did. I did. Can you break that I down? Because I, I I was like two, three. We're like, yeah. who, who has the highest of that one? It got to be. I mean, there there are a lot of fours. There were multiple fours. So I guess that meant that the highest score you can get is a, is a four. four. Yeah. I've tried clicking on it to see what it was or what it meant, but mm -hmm. it didn't, you know, really translate into anything. But for me, what I saw to be the common theme is for the most part, people who scored 
a one or a two were creators who simply monetized brand deals. That was mm. their main source of income. They were just only simply collaborating with brands. But others who scored three or fours, they took the audience or the attention and they did something with it. So whether you built your own company, you know, so like, for example, the uh, folks we just covered, man, Rhett and, shoot, what's the Link. Rhett and Link. Rhett and Link, yeah. They have their own production company, yes. right? And so... 100 people, they scored a four. I look at Mr. Beast, of course, they mention him on uh, Feastables as well as uh, Beast Burgers. And same thing, he scores a four. So for those who do something with the audience and the engagement, they seem to have higher entrepreneurship scores. But yeah, Forbes didn't, I don't, I don't at least I didn't see anything where they spoke to an exact definition of how they scored them that way. That's crazy. Yeah, I got. I got. I want to look into that because. Uh, and and shout out. I, I wish I knew his name. So if y'all go to the Forbes, uh, and we may put this in the notes with the the Forbes YouTube page, and they have all these different interviews from some of the creators. This is where we pulled majority of those sound bites. Uh, he was asking a nice wide range of of questions, where he's like, "Okay, how do you how do you get most of your deals? What does it take to get a brand deal? What are, what's your other business ventures? Where are you trying to see? So like, go check those interviews out and we may have to break it down maybe in a part two. No, no, no promise, but I'm just saying, um, it would be really dope. The, the business side of how, like how these people get on Forbes, it's really, it's really dope to see. So once again, shout out to all the creators. So let's get to the question of the week, which once again, on uh, Saturdays, we post on Instagram, threads, Twitter. We have our nice little uh, image saying, hey, ask us, ask them some questions, more of like a this or that. OK, because mm -hmm. last week we got a lot about what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Those are great. We have to maybe do one segment. Well, not one second, like a whole podcast of just Q&As of just like that. But more of like a this or that. Would you do this or would you do that? Right. So uh, today, I think we got it from Threads. Uh, just Letitia, right? Just Letitia from Threads. She said, would you build your brand starting with creating short form like X or Threads to test out your ideas? And then build your long form content based on the community's responses, or would you go straight to creating YouTube channels since videos are in and you can generate more income from YouTube? Moose, hmm. what would you pick? Can can you start with this as 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 the field expert? Because, uh, but also, can we add can can short form also like short form video reels? Can that be, can that be considered in there, or is it just maybe she's a writer X and Threads, right? That's that um, was my thought because I'm like, I'm like, hey, why not? Why not also test the short ideas that you would put on the writing, the reading plat, the written, the written indeed, platforms. Indeed. Yeah, sorry, that came off weird. The, the written platforms like X and Threads. Mm -hmm. 
maybe transform that or transfer that into short reels video. I love how but, you always add to the to the questions. I love how you add. Like, I think it's the only child rebel. Re, yeah, the rebellious nature yeah. of, me of that. Like, uh, but hey, mom, but but you think about this. Like, what what, what about that? Yeah, I'm not going to add it, but I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear yeah. what you're saying because it makes sense, right? It makes sense. But I do think, um, I think for me, I, I, it goes based off the creator that you are, right? I'm not a, a, a written person. I've, I've gotten better because of threads. Shout out to everybody who follows me on threads. Please continue to. Uh, I've gotten better on threads, but I don't know if I can be consistent with writing out my ideas, starting with threads or, or X to then, uh, to then go upon like creating something else. Have I seen it work? Like for some reason, I, there's a lot of people that I follow that get a lot of content and a lot of their ideas and a, do amazing on X, right? Formerly known as Twitter. So there is a crowd of that. I just wasn't part of that crowd. I'm a video person. Now, if I want to remix it, like how uh, Moose said, and this is exactly what I've been doing to where I'm starting out with short form videos. I'm figuring it out that kind of cadence and seeing what topics work and what don't to then go long form, right? So of course we have the podcast. Uh, I'll be brainstorming in the, the month of October to figure out the YouTube channel. So that's kind of the way that I'm going. But if I was a writer, if I was a writer, I would, I would definitely start with, with excerpt threads and see where mm -hmm. it kind of could go. I mean, you have creators like Dan Coe who are killing it. And, oh, unbelievable. Right. He would go, do the, do the tweet, see how it goes, and then creates a video off of it and is killing it. So killing it. It, I, it really, for me, it depends on what type of creator you are, but I'm a video creator. Um. I just do better with that. I wish I was a better writer. And maybe it, maybe I'll make a transition, but starting off as my natural, it it, it yeah. would be it would be YouTube, uh, especially for the the reasons. I, I wish I would have started YouTube way sooner. That is a fact. Same, same. Yeah, I mean I, I think this is definitely yeah, I was gonna say this is really a self-awareness conversation if you think about it, because you have to be able to evaluate which of those skill set is more of your natural or dominant style. Mm -hmm. So I believe, and the reason why I've, I've started there and have pushed myself to keep going a little bit more on the writing side is because my belief has always been writing helps you to establish credibility as an expert in your field quicker. It's something about writing, for some reason, writing, you know, you think about some people who have a book or and, and not to say that that's a that's the absolute must or the bare minimum. Heck, I don't have a book. So I'm not saying anything about that, but I'm just saying writers typically are looked at with a little bit more of a, okay, 
maybe a be- I don't know if it's believability or something, more convincing, better credit, something. I don't know. I, I just I have always felt that way. So I've pushed myself on writing for that reason. But quite honestly, it's difficult to say that you should start a brand today without mixing in short form video. It's 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 just tough to overlook that. And so that's why I'm thinking, heck, maybe start with YouTube and pull your video out of there, like pull your short form video out of there. But all in all, and I hate that I'm giving you such a peanut butter jelly sandwich answer that includes everything. I, I just do it I, all. Do it all. Do it all. But, Absolutely is is what but, I'm thinking. But uh, but still do it all. I'm yeah. going to go this way. But do it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I I, I mean again, because I, I do think it's situational. It depends on the person. Where wherever your greatest skill set is, start with that. But if you talk about an up to date marketing strategy, or something that is going to be effective for you today it's do them all and the beauty of doing them all shouldn't feel like overwhelming work especially if you start with long form content just because you already have everything else in there Mm -hmm. so for example and next maybe you can expand on this if you do a long form video from the long form video you can pull out a few short form clips from the short form clips, you can pull out a few written pieces that you can expand on or just simply repurpose on the, re- on the written platforms. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think the advantage is if the skill set is in the long form, oh, go all in on that. But do the rest of them too, uh, j- just, just so that you know, it can be competitive. And I guess, let me backtrack for a second because I remembered a part of the question to test out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I, he, I didn't remember that whole, part. Are you changing your whole answer? Not the now? whole, not the whole thing. Not the whole thing. Okay. But, but no, I'm. I'm how, how do you test out? I mean, would you would you would you change the approach if it were for testing purposes? Would you go long form for testing? No. Or I'll go short form. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same, no. Same, I'll go short same. form. Same. I'm not wasting that much time on. On an idea. On something That's to test. Crazy. Yeah. If I do, yeah. what I'll say this, if I do go uh, test something out, it'll be live. That's long form. Live. Mm. And see how people, but that's that's for me. But uh, once again, it, it just depends on the creator. Because also, are, are you considering those people? And of course, this is you speaking so but are you considering those people who have uh, a lack of camera confidence true right those 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 are things like there's some people who just can't be in front of the camera right away yeah so you know just understand who you are and and create based off who you are and not what is what makes the most money because uh, there's money everywhere. Bloggers still make money. People who tweet still make money. The, 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 Twitter is paying out people. Hello? P- Twitter is paying, or X, whatever. I don't know what the thing is called. The thing. You, th- did you, did I, did we talk about this already? Did you notice that you can't type Twitter anymore? In what do like, you mean? Where? On your phone. Like, go to search. Oh. And when you put Twitter... It doesn't come up. You have to put X. Now, granted, on the on the website and everything, it's still Twitter. 
But if you if you go, if especially if you upgraded the the phone, uh, if you type in Twitter, it doesn't come up. He's trying. Mm. He's trying. I am. I am. Um, I, I I just put X into. Well, I'm on my iPad, but I put X into Did my web update? browser here. No, no, the web browser is still good. The web browser. Oh, you you're talking Twitter? about on your actual. Phone yeah, with like the on app. the phone okay, okay. when you when you search the apps. Yep, yep, yep. If if uh, you, you see it, game over, folks. Now, like I said, game for over. the web browser people, you still I still put Twitter. Yeah, Twitter.com yeah. it still comes up. But for the phone, I'll be putting Twitter and it'll be like that. Are you trying? I don't I, I yeah. still think this is a bad rebrand. I really, I really do. But hey, he he gonna try. He's gonna try. So I ain't I ain't mad at it. Just continue to uh, drop the prices of the of the Tesla. That's all I gotta say. Mm. Just continue to drop the prices. Uh, Cause <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get one soon. Nice. I'll nice. get one soon. Um, listen, people, go go subscribe to our after show, please and thank you. Uh, we have this now new cadence of like business and content therapy. Uh, and I feel like uh, I'm going to be on the seat talking today. Uh, so, yeah, go go to the After Show's Apple podcast. We are working on setting up everything on Patreon. So, uh, but for now, it's going to be on Apple Podcasts only. Do not miss these conversations because they're really, really good. Hello. My favorite, yeah. honestly. Yeah, um, my favorite. He's very relaxed, people. If you want to know mm-hmm. more about Moose. Go to the after show. Uh, of course. Oh, our lives are coming back in October. Hello. Hello. Our lives are coming back, which is great. Uh, we missed y'all. So YouTube, go check that out. Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be a vibe. Uh, and then follow us everywhere. Please and thank you. Nikki and Moose everywhere. And please leave a review. Okay, leave a review, share the podcast because we need more people to know about us. And the only way that can happen is through you. Now, Moose, kind of words. Hey, this this came to mind today. And I said, uh, for those of you who struggle with confidence, you should know that the phrase I am valuable is a complete sentence. You don't need to add anything after that phrase to actually be of value. Right, the, the you are valuable because of who created you. Nothing else. You don't need a because. You don't need an explanation. You don't need a reason. You don't need nothing. I am valuable. Period. Should be your affirmation. So run with that. <laughs>